the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, praise the Lord and welcome to the program. You are listening to the Gypsy Christian Hour. I'm your host, Sam Nicholas, and I'll be with you for the next hour. We'll be ready to take your calls and pray for your prayer requests, talk about the Bible, and whatever's on your mind tonight, let's uh, bring it before the Lord. So if you need prayer, if you know somebody who needs prayer, get ready. Pick up that phone and dial 888-995-5552, 995-5552 for the live on-the-air calls. If you need prayer, if you know somebody who needs prayer, if you have a Bible question, a Bible topic that you want to talk about, I encourage you to call in tonight. We are a live program. We're here in studio, and we are live, ready to take your calls. So it's 888-995-5552. But before we do anything, please, would you join me in prayer? that we would seek the Lord tonight for his grace, his mercy, his strength, his power, his wisdom, his truth, that we would just get before him in his presence. So, Father, I thank you, Godel. I thank you, Lord, because you are a God who hears our prayers. I thank you, Lord, that you are a God who's in, interested and involved. Lord, that you're, that you're here. We're in your presence, Lord. Wherever two or three are gathered in your name, we gather in your name tonight, Lord, to seek you out, to seek you for, for who you are, to know you, to come into intimate relationship with you, Lord. That's what Christianity is all about, Lord. It's about an intimate relationship with you, and that is what we desire, to know you, to know Jesus Christ, his love, his grace, his mercy. And I thank you, Lord. I pray for each and every listener tonight, Mughadad, that your power, your strength, your love, your mercy would be with us. I pray your blessing upon this next hour. Holy Spirit, you are welcome. Welcome to take over. Welcome to lead and to guide us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, again, you're listening to the Gypsy Christian Hour. Thanks for tuning in tonight. We'll be with you for the next hour. And like I said, this is a live program, so we're inviting you to call in tonight with your prayer requests. We're inviting you to call in tonight with your Bible questions, with your topics, whatever's on your mind tonight, whatever you need to bring before the Lord. You know, did you have you read something this week? Have you heard something this week, a sermon or a message or something that you just wanted to get a little better understanding on? Well, we need to open up God's Word and seek Him in His Word. 
Jesus said, know the truth, and the truth will make you free. So let's let's open his word tonight. Let's seek him out. Let's open our hearts tonight and pray and seek God for, for all he desires to do. You know, God has a plan. He tells us this in Jeremiah 29, 11. He says, for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare and not for calamity, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord. I will be found by you, declares the Lord. When? When you seek me with all of your heart. Let's seek him tonight in prayer. The way we seek the Lord, the way we seek him out is in prayer. So let's seek him out in prayer. If you need prayer, if you know somebody who needs prayer, then let's stand in that gap. Stand in the gap and seek out the Lord. You know, the, the Psalm 121 says, you know, I look to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord. We need to recognize, we need to know that all that we need, all that we need comes from the Lord. All that we have comes from the Lord, and all that we need comes from the Lord. We look up. We look up to God. We look up to seek him out. And he's listening. He hears you. When we pray according to his will, he hears you. And his will is to bless you. His will is to have a plan for you. His will is to intervene, to come into that place where you're at, whatever situation, whatever circumstance, and he will make a way. So call in tonight with your prayer requests. Call in tonight with your Bible questions. If you have a question about the the Bible, about Christianity, the world religions, the cults, the occult, whatever is your question, call in tonight. The number is 1-888-995-5552. That's 1-888-995-5552 for the live on-the-air calls. If you have a question about the Bible, a question about Christianity, if you have a prayer request, like I said, if you if you need prayer or you know somebody who needs prayer, let's bring your need before the Lord, and ask Him to make a way. Number is 1-888-995-5552. And as always, we want to just let you know, we're together every Friday night for prayer and worship. Uh, We were together last night uh, in Arcadia for prayer and worship, and uh, we had a special guest speaker. Uh, Pastor Vlazo was in town from the Bay Area, and he gave a, a word last night, an amazing word, uh, was uh, was about grace. You know, what did it take for God to give you grace? His grace is forgiven. You know, grace is receiving what you don't deserve. You know, he talked about justice and uh, uh, about God being fair. Well, if God was fair, you know, we would receive. If God was fair with us, we would receive justice. And justice for us, breaking his commandments, breaking the law, we would all be in hell. But because of God's love and grace, he gave us mercy. Mercy is not getting what you do deserve. Can you put your mind around that? Not getting what you deserve? You know, we deserve to go to hell. We deserve to be eternally separated from God because of our sins. But God gave us mercy. And he gave us mercy through grace by giving us what we don't deserve. 
So think about that. Think about that. Grace. What does grace mean to you? You know, call in tonight and tell me, what does grace mean to you? You know, but uh, again, we were together last night, had a beautiful time before the Lord in worship and prayer and in God's word. So I invite you, come out to Arcadia. Come and worship with us on Friday nights. Every Friday night at 8 p.m., we're together for prayer and worship. The address is 805 North 1st Avenue. That's 805 North 1st Avenue in the city of Arcadia. Uh, every Friday night, 8 p.m., we're together there for worship. So come and join us. You know, come and join us for worship. I know it's, uh, it's, it's uh, what, six days away, seven days away, uh, but mark your calendar. Plan. Plan to be out there with us for prayer, for worship, for the Word. You know, we're doing a study in 1 Corinthians. We're going chapter by chapter and verse by verse. So come out and join us for prayer, worship, and Bible study. The address is 805 North 1st Avenue in the city of Arcadia. Easy to get to. Take the 210 freeway into the Arcadia area. Get off at Santa Anita Avenue. Go north one block to Foothill Boulevard. Make a right. Go one more block to First Avenue, make another right, and you'll see us at the corner of Forest and First Avenue in the city of Arcadia, 805 North First Avenue, every Friday night at 8 p.m. And then if you're looking for a church for Sunday mornings, uh, Pastor Walter Hoffman is the pastor at the Hills Church at that address, and we gather every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Love to see you out there. So come on out. Come on out for church on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m., and also Fridays at 8 p.m. Uh, if uh, also uh, we can, we're we're gonna we're planning a men's conference on February the 16th. Uh, this is this is for February the 16th. It's a men's conference. We're calling out the men to come out and get equipped for sharing God's word. Uh, Greg Kokel will be with us from Stan Teresa Ministries. He's going to be uh, speaking to us about sharing the word. He'll be giving us uh, uh, tools and uh, uh, tips and, and tactics on how to share the word. You know, have you ever been prompted by the Holy Spirit to, to, to just go up and talk to somebody about Jesus Christ? Have you ever wanted to tell somebody about about? Or ask somebody, you know, what do you believe about Jesus? Or what do you believe happens when you die? Or are you ready to, to meet the Lord? Well, if, if, if you weren't ready to share the word, if you couldn't, if you didn't feel prepared, or you didn't feel adequate to share the word, or you didn't know what to say, come on out to, to LA Gypsy Church on February the 16th, and let's get equipped, men. Let's get equipped to share God's word, to know how to talk to people about Jesus Christ. Like I said, Greg Kokel will be with us from Stantories and Ministries. Uh, and if you want to uh, look up, look them up, you can go to str.org. They have a web page and uh, tells you all about what they do and what's available through their through their ministry. Uh, so again, Greg Kokel, February the sixteenth at LA Gypsy Church at 805 North First Avenue. If you need more information, just go to KKLA's website and look us up on the events calendar. Uh, our, all, the, all the information is up there at the events calendar at kkla.com. It'll be uh, February the 16th. We're going to start with a meal. Uh, we'll have the in and out truck out there, and it's all free, so come on out for a double-double. Uh, 
at 6.30, and then at 8 o'clock, we will start our, uh, our program with uh, Greg Kokel on February the 16th uh, at LA Gypsy Church in the city of Arcadia, 805 North 1st Avenue. So that will be next month, February the 16th. Put it on your calendar. Um, I remind you also that we are on podcast. So if, uh, if you'd like to, to uh, hear a previous broadcast, or you'd like to catch up, you missed the broadcast, you can go to kkla.com, look at the look at the podcast page, and look us up, and we will uh, we'll be there. Uh, we've got the, around 70 programs that, we, that are archived already, so if you'd like to catch up or listen to a previous program, go to kkla.com uh, and look for the podcast page. You can share this program with somebody. Tell them about the Gypsy Christian Hour and uh, have them listen to, uh, to our program. So again... Uh, we're on podcast. You can also download the KKLA app and uh, and uh, see what everything is going on here at KKLA. It's a free app, and you're able to listen live on your uh, smartphone, on your iPad, on your PC. Uh, just uh, it's KKLA.com, or the, go to your Google Google Plays or uh, iTunes Store, and you can download the free app. Uh, and I think uh, we're going to go to our phone lines pretty soon. It's one eight 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 nine nine five 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 two. That's one eight 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 nine nine five 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 two. If you need prayer, if you know somebody who needs prayer, or you have a Bible question, I invite you to call in. Uh, we, you know, we stand in a gap with, in prayer, and we want to do that for some prayer requests that we have already. Um, a brother went home to be with the Lord, uh, Rich Henderson, and we want to pray for the Henderson family. We also want to pray for Juju's family. He went home to be with the Lord just a few hours ago. We got the phone call that he had passed away. So we want to pray for Juju's family. We want to pray for the Henderson family. We also want to thank the Lord for many. He had his surgery uh, this last week, and uh, I believe he's home from the hospital. So we want to pray for a quick and continued recovery for many, we also want to pray for, for Nancy, who's in the hospital, uh, Lonnie's wife, uh, for uh, heart problems. And we also want to pray for Frankie Longos, that the Lord would heal Frankie totally and completely. Frankie's on the road to recovery, but we want to see a complete and total healing. So, Mugodad, I thank you and I praise you, Lord. We thank you for the opportunity to come before you tonight in prayer, Mugodad. I thank you, Lord, because you hear our prayers and you're attentive, Lord, to our needs. And I pray for peace and comfort, Mugodel, upon Juju's family, upon the Henderson family, Mugodad, that you would be their comfort, that you would give them peace, Mugodad, through this time of mourning and sadness, Mugodel. Lord, that you would fill their hearts, Mugodel, with your presence, with your peace, with your comfort. So we pray, Lord, to get them through this time, Lord, and that you would be an ever-present comfort to them in Jesus' name. We also pray for many Mugodad, Nancy Mugodel. We pray for Frankie Mugodel and all those Mugodad who are battling cancer, heart disease, sugar diabetes, high blood pressure, all these sicknesses, Mugodad, that you're able to heal. You are the God that heals. You are the ever-present God who's always a part of our life, Mugodel, the center of our life, the center of our needs, Mugodel. I thank you, Lord, for your blessing. I thank you for your healing. I thank you, Mugodel, that we can call upon your name and know, Lord, that you hear our prayers and that you will be, that you are the answer to all of our needs. 
So I pray for total and complete healing, Mulodel, for many, for Nancy, for Frankie, Mulodot. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, again, you're listening to the Gypsy Christian Hour. We're a live program, and we're here to pray for your prayer requests. We're here to answer your Bible questions if we can, God willing. And whatever's on your mind tonight, uh, when it comes to the Lord, when it comes to Christianity, we want to talk about whatever's, whatever's on your mind tonight, whatever you need an answer for or a prayer for. So call in the numbers 1-888-995-5552. That's 1-888-995-5552 for the live on-air calls. And with that, we're going to go to our first caller, and we will talk to Jean. Hi, Jean. You're on the air. You're on the Gypsy Christian Hour. How can we help you tonight? Oh, thank you for taking my call. Yes, uh, I'm going through a very, very difficult, hard time right now, and it uh, has me quite scared, um, and it's it's just, uh, I'm just emotionally, physically, and mentally stressed and racked out, and um, I'm just having a hard time dealing with it, and I hope it ends soon. It might go on for another couple months or so. I'm not sure. But I just really am desperate. I'm terrified. So you have a situation that is causing you to fear? Yes, exactly. Okay. Well, I want to remind you of a scripture. And the scripture is uh, Romans 8.15. And God tells us that he has not given us... Let's just read it. For you have not received a spirit of fear, of slavery leading to fear again, but you have received a spirit of adoption as sons by which we cry out, Abba, Father. Father. And there are a couple of things here. You know, he has not given us a spirit of fear. He has given us a spirit of adoption. We have been received into the kingdom of God, we have been received into the family of God, and I love that it says Abba Father. It just doesn't it doesn't say just Father. It says Abba Father. And that's a Hebrew endearment. It's like saying Daddy. We have a daddy. We have a daddy God that we can come to, that we can run to as as, as adopted children. And, and and we are you know, we're not just foster children, we are adopted. We are legally and totally and completely his belonging to him because he paid the price for us. He paid every price. All until Jesus said to Telestai, it's paid in full. Our debt was paid in full, and we belong to him. And he hasn't given you a spirit of fear. He's given you a spirit of adoption to know that you are safe. Like a, a child runs to their daddy, you're safe in his arms, and he's able to do abundantly and exceedingly beyond what you need, Gene. Thank you. So, Father, we just come before you. And I pray, Lord, that you would make the scripture alive to Jean. Thank you. That you are her daddy God. That she runs into your arms and she's safe in the arms of a mighty and awesome God. Lord, you are able to do abundantly and exceedingly beyond what we ask. We ask, Lord, that you would take this fearful situation, Lord, and calm the storm. Thank Calm you. the storm, Lord, that's, that, 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 that's whirling around her, Father, and keep Thank her you. safe in your arms. Lord, that you would calm the storm and change this situation. Whatever is causing the fear, Lord, get rid of it. Thank Whatever is causing the fear, Lord, we ask you to cast it out in Jesus' name. Lord, that you would bind it. 
that you would bind it and throw it into the, to the depths of the sea, Lord, of forgetfulness. Lord, that Jean would be able to, to, to forget about this problem because it's gone. It's gone in Jesus' name, Lord. I, pr- I pray that you would resolve this issue, take care of the situation, and take the fear out of Jean's heart and replace that fear with trust and faith and a testimony of thanksgiving, Lord. And we just pray according to your will. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much. God bless you, Jean. God bless you, too. Thank you for calling. God bless you. Thank you. Bye. And if you need prayer for a fearful situation, if there's something that's that's plaguing you or or, or just nagging you, we want to put it before the Lord because God is able. God is able to take care of every situation. If there's a sickness or a disease in, in your life or in your family or in a loved one, we want to pray and just seek the Lord for that for that healing. So call in tonight. The number is 1-888-995-5552. That's 1-888-995-5552 for the live on the air calls. If you need prayer or if you know somebody who needs prayer, if you have a Bible question, call in tonight. Uh, let's go to our next caller, and we're going to talk to Eva. Hi, Eva. You're on the Gypsy Christian Hour. How can we help you tonight? Oh, hi. I was calling. I asked the gentleman that took the call when I called in. Uh-huh. But anyway, I was. I the question I have for you is, why are Jewish people hostile against Christians mm. and believers in Jesus? I live in the San Fernando Valley. I go to a store called Gelson's to shop. Mm-hmm. And this past Christmas, they had carolers in their store. And I was so happy. It was joyous, blah, blah, blah. We were celebrating the birth of Christ. And then I went up to one lady and I said, isn't this music wonderful? It makes me feel like I'm the Christmas spirit and all. She goes, well, some of us, she was very hostile. She said, some of us celebrate Hanukkah. Uh-huh. And I thought to myself, well, okay, she's Jewish. I didn't get it. So anyway, I want to know why they're so mad. Well, you know, I I wouldn't paint with such a broad brush, uh, Eva. You know, I don't think all Jewish people are hostile to Christians. Um, Uh I'm sure there are some that are hostile Uh to Christians. I'm sure there are some Christians that are hostile to Jews, to the Jewish people. I'm not talking about that. Focus on Jews that don't appreciate Christians, please. <laughs> what, I, what I'm saying is that, you know, uh, if, if somebody is hostile to Christians or to Christianity, they have a deep wound or a hurt or something that happened in their life that caused them to be hostile. I mean, it's not just Jewish people that could be hostile to Christians. It could be Christians that are hostile to Jews. It could be uh, uh, people that are 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 are, are upset with with Islam or Islam. You know, but what I'm saying is, we need to look at the. Per- You're not understanding me. What I'm trying to say is, is that there are I've encountered many Jewish. I'm not saying that all Chris, uh, Jewish people are mad and hostile. Okay. But I'm, I'm saying that they don't want to acknowledge at all mm. Jesus Christ. Why is that? Because they don't believe that uh, in the Jewish religion, they don't believe that Jesus was or is the Messiah. They're still waiting for the Messiah. 
they believed that Jesus either was a, a, a liar or, or a lunatic, that, he, that uh, Christianity is false it, it, and it's hostile to, to the Jewish religion. Uh, that's not true. We know that Jesus is the Messiah. We know that Jesus came to fulfill the law. We know that Jesus came to redeem uh, the Jewish people and Gentiles and all people from from our sins and from our transgressions to bring peace between exactly. man and God. You know, yeah. and uh, it's a simple thing that they just don't believe that Jesus is the Messiah, and they're waiting. But to... my thing is this: my I'm a Christian, and mm-hmm. so even if they don't believe that Jesus is the Messiah, mm-hmm. why would they interrupt the peace and the joy and the love of that Christians want to have on Earth mm-hmm. right now? So when when we are celebrating the birth of Christ on in, on during the Christmas holiday, that's about love, peace, joy for everybody. We're mm-hmm. not trying to separate ourselves from anyone. We want everybody to be joyous and happy and in, in yep. love, just love, just mm-hmm. pure. Yeah. But they separate themselves. They don't want to have anything to do with that yep. at all. And I have a friend; he's Jewish. When I talk about the movie The Passion of the Christ, mm-hmm. I mean, he's a very good friend of mine now. Now, a good, good friend would not just cut you off in the mid-sentence. Mid, mid but as soon as I bring up the movie The Passion of the Christ, he doesn't want to have anything to do with me. Mm-hmm. Well, I would ask him, you know, what is it about Christianity that, that makes you hostile, that it gets on your bad side? And I would just try and find out what it is that's that's going on in his they life. Already or, know that's that they don't believe in Jesus Christ. They don't want to do. Well, it, I, I would, and I would, I would, I would continue with the question. You know, yeah. what? Why don't you? What? What? What is it about Jesus that you don't believe or that you object to? And and try and get his get his point of view and be able to answer maybe some of his uh, uh, questions or some of his uh, uh, misunderstandings about who Jesus is. You know, the Bible tells us that all the all the world is hostile to the Christian message of the Messiah. That yeah. to you know to the to to the world you know uh, it's foolishness. The cross is foolishness. Who are being lost? Who are lost? But to us who are being saved, you know, it is the wisdom and the truth of God. You know, it's just right. that they can't see. They don't understand. Their hearts haven't been opened yet, uh, touched by the Holy Spirit to receive Christ. And I would ask, you know, what do you believe about Jesus, or what is it about Jesus uh, that uh, that what is it about? Christianity that causes you not to believe in Jesus? What are your objections to Christ or to Jesus making the claim that he is the Messiah? I can answer that, and because I'm telling you, I have just had many encounters with, for instance, Israeli Mm -hmm. people who are incredibly hostile. I mean, I kid you not. They're upset, and they don't want to talk about it. They don't care. Mm-hmm. So um, I'll just give you an example. I had a conversation with an, uh, an Israeli lady, and she told me that Jesus Christ is not the Messiah. He was the Son of God. And I go, well, you're, you know, in my mind, I didn't argue with her. I just said, in my mind, she, she 
very confused. Yes, he is the son of God. Yes. Why well, wouldn't that make him the Messiah? So you see what I'm saying? This is what I'm right. dealing with. Well, they they have a misunderstanding of who Jesus is. If he is, if he, and I would ask her, what do you mean that you? What do you mean by the Son of God? Do you believe that he is literally uh, the Son of no, God, born said, of a virgin? That's all he is. I asked her. She said, "That's all he is. He was just the Son of God, and that's it." Well, you know, that's a pretty amazing uh, statement to make. That's it. You know, because yeah. if, because if if he is that's the yeah, she well, you know, she might have meant that she he's the son of God the way we're all the sons of God or the children of God, but I would I would I would press yeah. the I would try and lovingly respectfully kind of press the issue like, what do you mean that that's it? I mean, if he is the son of God, that makes him a, a unique person, the one and only person who ever was born on this earth who is the son of God. Doesn't that make him God? Doesn't well, that, if, if he's the son of God? You know, is. Jesus claimed to be God. Well, that was her rebuttal mm-hmm. to me saying that Jesus was God in the flesh. Mm-hmm. That was her rebuttal to my statement. Yeah, she didn't believe that. She didn't. She she was totally refused to believe that Jesus was God yeah. in the flesh, and that's what I told her. Well, you know, Eva, the our job is to present the gospel in a loving, considerate, respectful way. And whether or not people accept it, that's that's really up to them. You know, sometimes right. you need to pull back a little bit and just pray for people. You know, pray for these yeah. individuals and ask the Lord to just touch their heart. And if he can use you, that he would use you to, to just show love and to show the truth about who Jesus is. And, you know, right. many times, many times... Uh, uh, the life that we live speaks louder than the words we share. So, you know, I, I encourage you to love them, pray for them, and when given the opportunity, the Bible says, contend earnestly for the faith delivered once for all the saints. You know, contend earnestly. Be 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 willing and be able to share your faith and share who Jesus is, uh, but always remember that we do it lovingly, respectfully, and mm-hmm. prayerfully. Okay, Eva? I'm not the type to even press that. I wasn't doing that. Yeah. I, I don't even remember how it came Well, there's a, there's a loving way to press the issue and just ask questions. You know, questions are disarming. You know, if you're, you know, help me out here. Could you, could you, could you help me out and let, help me to understand uh, mm-hmm. what your feelings are and what you think? You know, being uh, interested is also being interesting, you know, if somebody knows you care and you want to know what they feel and let them talk and let them share, uh, that's disarming. You know, people are not uh, contentious like when you're asking a question. But you know something? I have to be honest with you. I, I don't care. I don't care. I don't, I'm not interested in, in what, whether they convert or not. That's between them and God. I'm not doing well, that. I'm not going out there like that. I yeah. don't do that. I choose well, not we to. Need, we need to care because these pe- people who are yeah. not, who are not yeah. receiving Christ are on a terrible path to eternal separation, and we need to love them, care for them, and be concerned. Well, I'll for pray them. for them, yeah. my dear. I okay. will pray for them. I will pray for them, and I, I say this with all my heart and honesty. I ask God, I say, this is, these are your children, Father. 
you have them in your hand, right. you know them, you know them like you know me because you were in the womb with me when I was born. Yeah. So you know them. You take care of that. I will pray for them and yep. I hope that they will come come to Yes, continue. Me. Continue That's to, all I do. Yeah. Continue to pray and seek the Lord for their behalf. Okay, you've got to run. Thank you. Thank you for your call. I appreciate uh, you calling in and asking that question. Let's go to our next caller. And we're going to talk to, uh, is it Balvin? Is that your name? Baron. Baron. Okay, Baron. Sorry about that. How can we help you tonight? You're on the Gypsy Christian Hour. Thanks. Um, since uh, I do have a question and a prayer request, okay. I wanted to, um, since the lady was talking about... Uh, uh, the person that she was talking to said that uh, they do believe that Jesus was the Son of God. So um, maybe she should read John, uh, the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verse mm-hmm. 25. And it says, In the beginning, the Word already existed. Mm-hmm. He was with God, and He was God. Mm-hmm. He was in the beginning with God. Yep. He created everything there is. Nothing exists that He didn't make. Life itself was in him, and this life gives light to everyone. Yep. The light shines through the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. So yep. um, I think, you know, that kind of shows that, yeah, Jesus was the Son of God, and he was fully God, and yep. maybe that will help. Yeah, help. And, and also David talking to, about the Messiah, he says, and the Lord said to my Lord, you know, uh, not, not only is is, 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 is Jesus uh, the Son of God, he is God, and 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 David was talking specifically about the Messiah, you know that the Lord said to my Lord, you know that He's a descendant of David, but He's also the God of David, you know He is God. Jesus is not is is not just the Son of God; He is God, you know. And to say that Jesus is just the Son of God and He's not the Messiah, you know, that's a contradiction in terms, because God sent His Son. He sent him as the Messiah to be the Savior of the world. Amen? Amen. So, my, uh, my prayer request is, um, you know, for wisdom in every area of my life, um, because um, I think, you know, hopefully, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for uh, a better career. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm praying to God with open doors. And, you know, right now I'm working part-time camping, mm-hmm. but... Uh, I, I would like to be in a position where I can have some decisions. Amen. About, Amen. You know, and then, and then also, um, uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much. Amen. Well, I, I had a question about tithing as well. Okay, well, let's pray about your prayer request because the Bible tells us in James, if any man, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all generously and without reproach, and it will be given to him. So it's a promise from God that that when we ask for wisdom, it will be given. So, Father, I just pray, Lord, I just pray right now. Uh, what was your name again? Baron. Baron. I just pray for Baron, Lord, that you would give him wisdom as he asks and seeks Godly wisdom, spiritual wisdom, wisdom from above, Lord, that you would generously give him wisdom, Father. Lord, that, that, that you would open his heart, open his mind, Lord, to your influence, to your instruction, Lord, to your wisdom, Lord, that, that when a, a decision comes, Lord, that he wouldn't act on his own 
intellect, Lord, but that he would be led by the Holy Spirit, Lord, into the realm of wisdom to make good decisions, Lord, to make to make his path, Lord, that you would make his paths open and seen and known, Lord, by him in wisdom, Lord, that he would make the right decisions and, and do the right things according to your will, Lord, that your perfect will would be accomplished in his life, Lord, that your plan for him, Lord, would be manifest, Lord, through wisdom, Lord, through right decisions, Lord. So I just pray, Father, that you would give him wisdom generously, like you say, without reproach, Lord. This is your promise, Lord, that when we know our lacking, when we know, Lord, where we're lacking, when we know what we need and we ask of you, Lord, that you would give generously, Lord, abundantly and exceedingly beyond what we ask. So, Father, I just pray for Baron, Lord, that you would do all according to your will in his life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And, and then, thank you. And then uh, my question about tithing mm-hmm. was, is tithing for... Uh, the New Testament church, or was it only for the Levitical, you know, system in Israel during no, the Old Testament? No, I believe that tithing uh, is 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 a good place to start uh, for the New Testament church. I really do, because, you know, the Bible tells us uh, while you know, Jesus commended the Pharisees, one of the only places that he ever commended the Pharisees is that they tithe. You know, he said, but but they but they they don't do the greater things. You know, they say you 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 tied to the mint and the cumin of your gardens as you ought. And he said you ought to do this. This was a good thing for them to do, but you neglect the weightier things. He said, and so I believe that 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 we hold everything that we have in an open hand to God, and we say, Lord, uh, take out what you want and put in what you want. And tithing is a good place to start. We need a place to start. We need to know, you know, to have a program, to have a, a, an intent. We need to do this intentionally. But the Bible tells us to set aside something every week, you know, as we come to church, that we would give, and that we would give uh, out of a, a cheerful heart, a, that we would give hilarious, you know, the, the word cheerful actually means hilariously, that we would give with all joy uh, unto the Lord, that it wouldn't be a drudge, that it wouldn't be a, a dread, but that it would be joyful. Joyful giving is what the, what the Bible calls for. The Bible, said he, the Bible says that God loves a cheerful giver. So, you know, we give out of what we have to give the Lord, uh, but I believe tithing is a good place to start. So I believe, you know, I believe in the tithe. I think it's for the church. I think it's for New Testament times, and I think it's a great place to start. But you know, there's we we, we give a tithe and an offering. We we just give to the Lord because you can't outgive God. Amen. Yeah, okay, so when when Jesus uh, said that to the Pharisees, though, that was was that technically uh, that was before uh, the death and resurrection of Christ. So that was wasn't really during. That was before the age of grace? Well, you know, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and his words will stand forever. You know, there's not a a separation between, well, he said something before the... If he said it before the resurrection, it continues to today. You know, all of Jesus' words continue to today. And if he taught, and if he said that tithing was a good idea, I believe it still is a good idea. You know, the, 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 uh, the apostles encouraged cheerful giving he said let everyone put aside you know determine what you want to give if you if you want to give five percent give five percent you know if the lord puts on your heart ten percent give ten percent if the lord gives puts on your heart more than that that's up to you but i would start somewhere and start giving to god you know i don't believe the tithing is a is is uh we're not under that law 
anymore. We're not under the law of tithing because tithing isn't a rule. It's a relationship. It's what you can give, what you, you know, what, what God gives you, you give out of what God gives you. You know, if God gave you $100 this week, you made $100, you know, give $10 to the Lord. You know, uh, if you can't, I'm sure God understands that also. You know, uh, if, if you're, you know, I, I heard uh, David Jeremiah talking this week, you know, if the rent is $100 and that's all you've got, you know, uh, I'm sure the Lord understands. Give out of what God gives you, but give something to the Lord. You know, make it a, make it a practice. And, and, and my, my last part of the question was, um, under the Levitical system, wasn't tithing 33% because uh, it said every third year? Yeah, there were there were three three different tithes that was given. So it was more like, you know, the, 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 the three tithes were three 10% tithes, and then there was a, a 3% tithe for widows and orphans. So yeah, you're technically you're correct. It was, it was over 30, 30, it was 33% was, uh, was what uh, uh, was given. But the Lord tells us to give ten percent. That's 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 what we give today. That's the common. But I, but, but I don't see in the scripture where um, where where it specifically says that um, that ten percent is what. Well, tithe tithe means ten percent. The the word tithe means ten, a tenth. So when so you in, in Malachi it says to bring all your tithes into the storehouse. Right. But that. But that's talking about the Levitical system, where yes, it it's thirty-three percent, right? And the storehouse would be. Would but those be are like three the, different. Those are three different and separate tithes. But a tithe means ten percent, you know. And like I said, uh, under the under uh, today as Christians, you know, the common practice is to to, to give ten percent unto the Lord. So that's where I would start. If you want to give more, give more. If you want to go to thirty-three percent. That's fine. The Lord will honor that. Okay, Varen? Okay, well, I guess I'm just having uh, trouble understanding where in the New Testament it says that, that we're just supposed to give 10%. It doesn't, specifically say, it doesn't specifically say to give 10%, okay? I refer to Jesus where he commended the Pharisees for giving their tithes. But in the New Testament, it tells us, you know, it doesn't give a specific amount. It says to set something aside every week to give to the Lord, uh, to give cheerfully. You know, we're to determine how much we give, but a common, like I said, the common practice is the 10% to tithe, because you go back to the Old Testament teaching. Okay, does that make sense, Baron? Well, well, yeah, but it's just that we're not under, you said we're not under the law anymore. No, we're not. And I'm, I'm not, like, I, like I said, we're not, it's, it's not like we're breaking a commandment if we don't give the tithe. You understand? What I'm saying is 10% is a good place to start. That's the common practice. That's the, it's not a rule. It's not a regulation. It's all about your relationship. You determine how much you want to give to the Lord, whether it's 1%, 5%, 10%, or 30%. Determine what you want to give to the Lord, and then give it unto God cheerfully. Like I said... Because I know in the New Testament it says, give and it shall be given unto you, but it doesn't really specify uh, what, what right. percentage. Right. The, 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 the widow gave two mites. She gave two pennies, and she gave it with all her heart. 
She gave out of her poverty, and the Lord commended her. She says that she gave more than the, the others who were putting in out of their riches. So it's all about your relationship with God and what you feel the Lord is, is putting on your heart to do. But whatever you do, do it cheerfully unto the Lord. Okay, Baron? Okay, thank you. God bless. Let's go to our next caller, and we're going to talk to Edgar. Hi, Edgar, you're on the air. How can we help you tonight? Hi. Uh, first off, I'll give my props to you, brother, and your station for spreading the gospel. Thank you. And uh, Yes, because uh, after all, we Christians, it's all about spreading the gospel. All we can do, really, is spread the gospel and let the Holy Spirit do the works. Amen. Right. And uh, in reference to that last caller, uh, he's having a problem offering the tithes. And it's not about actually, he had a problem giving tithe. It's not really how much you make or how much, it's, it's what your heart's desire. Even though it's a penny, if it's coming from your heart, it's not all you got. Do you think God would honor that more than a, than a rich man who's bragging he, he gave a hundred dollars or a million and it's not in his heart? Mm. Who do you think God will, uh, uh, would honor more? Isn't it that that was in a parable at one point where a poor a poor person come in the temple and he only offer like a, a penny or whatever she got? No, she gave. There was a widow who gave two mites or two pennies, and right. Jesus commended her because she gave with all her heart. She gave out of her poverty. And like exactly. you said, it's about our heart. It's about where we are with God. It's about where we are in our relationship with God. And we give out of what he's right. given us. You know, everything, you know, the, 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 the cattle on a thousand hills belongs to the Lord. It all belongs to God. And we want to right. hold all of our life up to the Lord with open hands and just say, mm-hmm. Lord, you, you take out and you put in what you want because he, he, he's, the, he's, he's the one who provides for all of our needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Right. That's why I don't understand this person had a problem. What, what exactly the rate or what you give? No, it's not what. It's 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 it's, it's a cheerful giver. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's no use for you giving a million if it's not in your heart. And all you do is brag. Do you honestly think the Lord's gonna it, it, the Lord's gonna look at your heart? It doesn't matter what it is. It, it, like you said, uh, brother, it, it, it's what is your relationship. It's what it's what in your heart. Amen. God loves a cheerful giver. That's it's not about you bragging, oh, I got a million, oh, we have to do 10%. No, it's not about that. Mm-hmm. Like you said, it's your relationship. It's how much you can give out of your heart. God loves a cheerful giver. Yep. It's not about I... the rate. Or the rate. What, what, what's it use if you're giving $10 million if you're just bragging? And it's not in your heart. Right. The Bible, the Bible discourages bragging about what you give. He says, don't let your left hand know what your right hand's doing. Do whatever you right. do, do it in secret. It's between you and God. So how can we pray for you tonight, Edgar? Oh, uh, uh, like, uh, it's all about my parents, actually. Because uh, just like uh, our Lord Messiah says, for any person, two or more, gather in my name, mm. I shall be there. And as it shall be given. I'm just saying is uh, I just want to pray for my parents who went out of state, and they're kind of old, and I just want to have kind of, kind of like a blessing Amen. to keep them out of the harm's way. Amen. Because they're old, and uh, 
I just want to have a blessing, uh, brother. Well, Father, I just thank you for Edgar's heart, that his desire is to honor his mother and father, Lord, as you commanded us in your scripture, Lord, to honor our parents. And, Lord, we just honor them by bringing them before you, Lord, and asking your blessing upon them, Father, that even though they'd be out of state, Lord, that you would be with them, that you would surround them, Lord, with your grace and your mercy, Lord, that you would send your ministering angels to protect them, Lord, and just, Lord, just, just keep them safe, Lord, and put a blessing upon them, Lord. We just ask in Jesus' name, Lord, that you would take care of them, Father, and just do abundantly what's in your will for their, for their benefit, for their future, Lord, that all things would go well and that they would know the presence of your Holy Spirit in their life, Lord, ever manifest, Lord, ever known, Lord, ever felt, Lord. And, and I just pray, Lord, your, your, that, that, that Edgar's relationship with his mom and dad would continue and grow in the love and grace of our Savior, Jesus Christ. And we pray in his name. Amen. In Jesus' name. Thank you, bro. God bless may you, man. You, uh, may you increase. Thank you. God we bless. Need more people. We need more people like you, bro. Thank you, Edgar. God bless. Let's go to our next caller, and we're going to talk to Eartha. Hi, Eartha. How can we help you tonight? I am calling because I was waiting on the line, listening to all the different requests and all the different, you know, uh, what people have to say about the Scripture, and nobody's perfect. That's right. In sight of God, there's no one perfect. We are going to all be judgment that they come. And I'm going through a lot. Right now I'm giving a notice to move within 90 days. And I'm seeking a place. And everywhere I call, they don't have no uh, openings. I have to wait. They told me i got to wait for another year. And it's impossible because where I live, they want me to leave by the end of this month. Okay, well, let's pray. Father, oh, I need prayer. Lord, there are so many, Father, who are seeking your help, Lord, for, for homes, for apartments, for places to live, Lord. Lord, I just pray, Father, that you would provide a place for earth, O Lord. Lord, that you would give her that grace, that mercy, that blessing, Lord, of a miraculous uh, hope that's in you, Lord, that you would provide a place for her, Lord, that you would give her favor in the eyes of those who have the house or have the apartment, Lord, that she needs to live. Lord, just bless earth, O Lord, with a place to live. And I pray for the homeless, Lord. Those who are on the streets, Lord, that are looking for some place to, to, to be sheltered and to have a house, Lord, or to have a home. So I pray, Lord, that, that Eartha would receive, Lord, your blessing, that she would receive a place, Lord, to live and to make her home, Father. Lord, you know the, the need of her life. You know the need of her heart. And you are the sustenance, Lord. You are the fulfillment of her needs, Lord. So I just pray that you would intervene and that you would provide a place in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you. God bless you, Arthur. Thank you so much. Amen. Good night. Praise the Lord. Well, if you'd like to call in tonight, we've only got a few minutes left, but uh, we want to um, get to to the Word. You know, last week we uh, we talked about First uh, Corinthians, the sixth chapter, and how how Paul discouraged lawsuits among brethren, uh, how he encouraged them to take care of their their issues and their 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 wrongs uh, within the church. And how we are, even if we if we must, to suffer a loss and, and to suffer being wronged before we would take a brother to, to court. And, you know, well, you know, in today's society, you know, would that work? I think we're, we're neglecting so many times uh, being able to, to go to a brother or to go to uh, someone who's hurt us 
and to, to tell them, you know, about the situation or to resolve the situation. We so desperately need to bring back love in the church, to bring back a, a community, to bring back what's lacking in the church. And that's openness, uh, uh, being transparent, uh, you know, showing love and working our problems out. You know, the, 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 we need to work things out. You know, Paul said, how is it that you can't work it out? Don't you know that, that someday you're going to judge the world? You're going ju- you're, you're to be judging angels? You know, and I read Matthew 19 that, that Jesus said that uh, we will sit on, that, that the, the apostles will sit on glorious thrones judging Israel and how we, how we will be judging uh, and, 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 and somehow involved in, in God's final judgment about things. So we need to be able to work things out. Mascaramendi, we need to work things out in the church, uh, brother between brother, family between family, be able to, to work things out. And the, the scripture I really wanted to look at tonight uh, in the time remaining is First uh, uh, Corinthians 6.12. He says, all things are lawful for me. You know, he was talking about law courts, about taking a brother to court. And he's saying, all things are lawful for me, but not all things are profitable. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be mastered. It says, I will not be mastered or brought under the power of anything. You know, I, I will not be mastered by anything. I will not be brought under the power of anything. You know, God is my is, is the power of my life. He is the center of my life. He is the, the, the provider of my life. And I will not be brought under the power of anything else. And I, I love this scripture. This is a, a tremendous scripture. I would, I would encourage you to, to memorize this scripture. All things are lawful, but not all things are profitable. You know, this should be a scripture that we live by. It should be a scripture that we memorize. It should be a scripture that we take to heart. That while all things are profitable, are are lawful for me, not all things are profitable. Not everything is good for me. Just because I can do something doesn't mean that I should do something. You know, that should be something that every Christian remembers and lives by every day. You know, that just because you can do something doesn't mean that you should. Don't do anything that can or might take control of you or that might harm you or harm someone else. You know, as, as a Christian, do I have the right to have a glass of wine, to have a glass of beer, to have a drink? Do I have that ability? Yeah, I have that ability, but that's not good for me. That's not good for me. It could hurt somebody else. Somebody could see me or, or take it in the wrong way that, 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 that I'm having a drink. It's not a good testimony. It's not a good example. You know, we have the, 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 the right, we have the ability to, to have a drink, but that's not good. It's not a good testimony. It's not a good example, even though you might not be harmed by that drink. Your brother who sees you, you know, and Paul dealt with this about food uh, offered up to idols. Is there anything about this meat uh, that's been offered up to idol? No, there's nothing there. There's no such thing as an as a. a there's no other god except the one true God. But if causing, but if eating meat causes my brother to stumble, I shall not eat meat. 
You know, just because something is lawful doesn't mean it's profitable. Just because you can do something doesn't mean you should do something. It doesn't mean that thing is good. You know, I, I'm thinking about, you know, what about your everyday life? You know, we talk about a drink or we talk about uh, uh, meat offered up to idols. What about what you watch on television, the movies you go to? What are you watching on television? Just because you can watch a certain type of television show doesn't mean that you should be filling your mind with the things of the world that's going on in the world. You know, there's so much junk that's going on uh, in the world, and they, 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 they glamorize it on television with these, with these TV shows. What are you watching? Is this good for your spiritual life? Is it good for your kids to see you watching certain types of of of, of, of TV shows or movies? You know, uh, should here, here's a topic: Should Christians see rated R movies? You know, uh, is it good for a Christian to see something that's been rated R? Or, or, or you know, it's it's not just because you can do something doesn't mean you should do something. What about gambling? What about gambling? So many people get involved in gambling, you know, and, and get hooked on the gambling bug or get addicted to gambling or get addicted to drinking or drugs. You know, Paul said, uh, I will not be mastered by anything, anything. You know, Paul is reminding them uh, that, 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 that God is the one who's to be in control of our life. God is the one who, who gave his son for us. He says... Uh, that that we should not be mastered by anyone or anything. You know, Paul said, all things are lawful, but not all things are profitable. We need to use wisdom. We need to be led by the Holy Spirit. We need to know the difference between right and wrong. Just because something is lawful, just because I can, doesn't mean it's good for me. Remember, all things are lawful for me, but I will not be mastered by anything remember this think about this contemplate this uh, read the scripture it's in 1 Corinthians 6.12 while it's lawful doesn't mean it's good just because something is you can do something doesn't mean you should well as you can hear by the the music in the background time's up you know we're out of here uh, we'll be back here next week we'll be back in Arcadia uh, this Friday, so I hope you'll join us. Also, put February 16th on your calendar, men, and come out for uh, an evening with Greg Kokel. Uh, we'll be back next week. Jean Tucci, Mecasto and Deblesa. God bless you, and good night. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.